Warning, the following content may contain elements that are not suitable for some audiences. Viewer discretion is advised. Hello, kitties. This is y'all's Dooley, John Kassir, the voice of the Crypt Keeper. And you're listening to Slasher Radio. <laughs> Welcome to Slasher Radio. My name is Bones, and I am joined by Cat and Rob. What's going on, ladies and gents? Uh, what's happening? Not much. How's it going? Same shit, different toilet. Yeah. And All speaking right. of toilets, <laughs> we got a hell of a movie this week. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I I did this. Yeah, Rob, you did. I had my reasons. I, we'll get to those later, but I, I just gotta say, it is getting ridiculous. Out of all the movies, there's so many great movies out there. Why do we do this to ourselves? Because you wouldn't do Velociraptor or Velocipaster. Velocipaster. Yeah. yeah. Like, like I said, there's so many great movies. Why do we do <laughs> shit like that? Last week we had a movie that was Slasher Radio approved. Yeah, we did. You know, this one was. I picked this movie. But I did have reasons behind the pick. I didn't just, you know, pick it. Uh, and I didn't pick it because it was a movie I liked, which I'll do sometimes. Um, this is um, a sequel that uh, everyone hated when it came out. I saw it when it came out, hated it, just like everybody else. But now I'm starting to see, like, articles and just people on Twitter mentioning, like, oh, you should revisit Book of Shadows. It's not as bad as you remember. So I kind of wanted to revisit it. But then I was like, well, if I have to watch this movie, <laughs> it sucks. I want to watch it for the show or I want to watch it for a reason, you know? Yeah. It seemed to make sense to, to watch it again. And also, I didn't remember anything about it. Like, I literally saw it when it came out and haven't seen it since. I, the only thing I remembered about Book of Shadows was I hated it. Like, I didn't remember anything else about it. I couldn't have told you one thing about the story before watching this movie. Um, so I thought, all right, well, maybe it is better than I thought. Maybe I was just disappointed in it because it wasn't what I was expecting when it came out, you know? Right, right, right. Yeah, well, I, there's a positive here because there's going to be a lot to talk about, at least on my part. I got a lot to all say right. about this damn thing. Where right. which project, too. <laughs> all right, well, we'll get there. We'll get there. Well, anyway, uh, guys, we do have a voicemail this week. Ooh. Yeah, we got a Roger? voicemail. No, not Robger. Oh. No. <laughs> I wonder what happened to that guy. I, I don't care. I, I, he was. Oh, you, you're like I've said before. You're really lucky the Oompa Loompas dropped the ball, and we can't get him to listen because we were really close to cracking that case. There's something fishy going on with Robger. I don't know anything about it. I just know he was a nice guy. There's just something not quite right about him. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. <laughs> is it from? Uh, is it from Jinx? It actually is from Jinx. Is it? All right. Oh. Yeah, we have a return voicemail. Oh, yeah, that's exciting. Good on you, Jinx, for calling in again. Yeah, so if you want to call in... By the way, Jinx, uh, Greg, prior to drink, to Jinx, uh, Camp Council Greg, was our only returning voicemail up until now. So it looks like Jinx is pushing for Greg's throne on the voicemails. Let him have it, Greg. Don't call again, please. <laughs> <laughs> 
that. I'm not going to argue with that. Uh, <laughs> if you want to leave a voicemail for the show, you trace the call. It's coming from inside the house. You can call 917-397-KILL. That's 917-397-5455. You can call, leave anything related to horror, the show, anything you want. You can ask it. We'll discuss it and play it uh, like you're about to hear right now. Oh, you son of a bitch. Why every time? <laughs> this voicemail sucks, Jinx. Hey, guys. It's uh, Jinx again. Something crazy happened recently. It, I don't want to get too much into detail over the blind. They might heal me. But this dude named, like, Roba or Roger, I don't know. They kidnapped me and tried brainwashing me into thinking Rubber's a good movie i don't i don't know what the hell it was about but i've escaped and i'm hiding out in a you know what i don't want to tell you where i'm hiding that makes things awkward but i couldn't pass up asking you guys a whole question i love the show and i couldn't miss out on this so i have to ask what makes the perfect horror movie i hope this doesn't cause some controversy on the cast but what's the perfect horror movie does it have to have a slasher going around Killing teenagers doesn't need to have a convoluted, long-layered storyline that you have to watch multiple movies for. Or do you just want to see people die in horrifically gruesome ways, like in Final Destination? What makes the perfect horror movie? That's what I want to know from you guys. I love the show. I love you guys. I'm not going to keep repeating myself. Hope you have a good rest of your guys' day and enjoy the rest of your podcast. I'm going to keep moving and try to avoid that rover guy or something I, I can't remember his name but i'll call you guys another time with some more questions love you see you later holy shit oh my very God. suspicious we were just talking about him i would say this jinx his name's roger he's a nice guy <laughs> just go with him drink the kool-aid and appreciate rubber for the fine work of art that it is we're no. taking this very seriously. We will do our best to help you. Yeah, we're, we're going to have to have somebody track your call, Jinx, and f- figure out your location because we might be even closer now. The, the case might have just opened back up for Robger. And I, I, Jinx, I would advise you, do not follow Robger. Do not drink anything he gives you. Eat anything he gives you. Keep your head on a swivel and make sure you're wearing a belt and it's up tight. Keep your pants up just in case. Just go along with it, Jinx. It's fine. You'll be all right. Um, yeah, good question. It is a, it, it's a good question. I, unfortunately, I think my answer is going to be very disappointing. Uh-oh. Here we go. Um, what makes a good horror movie is the same thing that makes any good movie. You see these movies where everything just sort of works together. The performances, the way a movie's shot, the story, everything just comes together in that sort of, uh, you know, in the, in the right way. And that's what makes a great movie. Um, I don't know necessarily what I would say makes a great horror movie beyond that. That's all I'm ever really looking for is a great movie, whatever you're trying to do. If it's a comedy, you know, that's fine. If it's a horror movie, if it's a drama, whatever, to me, uh, all the same elements just need to to sort of gel together to make a a great movie. I have an answer that's going to make Mikey mad. Um, I think what makes the perfect horror movie is Drew Goddard. Cabin in the Woods. Oh, Jesus Christ. Oh, my God. Sorry. You know, I had to. (sighs) My only uh, 10 out of 10. 
No, I, I I do like I like movies that um surprise me. I like horror movies that surprise me. Um, and sometimes that is with plot. Sometimes, like once in a blue moon, a very convoluted plot will come together, and I'll be pleasantly surprised. Sometimes it's just having a uh, deeper emotion than I expected. Uh, but I I think having a surprise is an element in there. Um, just because I I've seen a lot of horror movies and uh, seeing something new is always fun, uh, whether that be something approached in a different way or just that I was accurately misled for a bit. And uh, I you know what I am not afraid to say it. I like a bit of gore. Uh, there are some movies that do take that too far, but I I, I like when I don't feel coddled by a movie. That's fair. That's fair. And, you know, I, 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 I guess it's subjective, right? You know, like everyone, we were kind of just talking about it before the voicemail segment here. Uh, we all like different things, especially three of us. And to me, a perfect horror movie, again, to me, this is a very subjective question. To me, a perfect horror movie is dark and, and it has good kills it has a a good villain because as I've said before, I know you did last summer. Decent movie, horror movie, but t- the killer to me, like, just kind of fucked it all up. You know, to where it's like I I, I really don't enjoy it as much as I really should have. I, but I see the the world where you know the stuff that we've we've done recently that a little more comedy horror and you know all that stuff. There's definitely room for it. You know, like I I, I enjoy a lot of those movies. But uh, the word was perfect. And to me, a perfect horror movie is that, you know, that that Friday the 13th feel, that Halloween feel, that 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 vibe. I think the vibe makes a perfect horror movie is really the best way to kind of sum it up. And, you know, uh, Rob's answer about just everything coming together uh, was good. I, I think the, and this is not for horror specific, but for me. I I like movies that do what they set out to do, you know, like uh, a lot of my higher rated horror movies are ones where it's like, you know what? They set out to do a slasher movie. They gave me a slasher movie. People got slashed 10 out of 10, you know, or this was a revenge story. She got revenge 10 out of, you know, like a lot of my highest ratings, just like the movie did what it promised me it was going to do. I think that's, I think that's a lot. That, that means a lot to me. Yeah, I can see that. Like I said, it's very subjective. Yeah. It's just, it's for me, it's really hard to point to one thing I've said before, you know, my favorite subgenre are, are slasher movies. I love those. Um, but you know, uh, it doesn't have to be a slasher movie for me to love it. I have seen, you know, uh, paranormal movies. Uh, I love the exorcist. It's one of my favorite movies of all time. Uh, I love Jaws, one of my favorite movies of all time. Um, there's just, it, it all, it's it's like with anything else. It just, it all has to sort of come together and work. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, the whole thing, it needs to, it, the, the continuity is important too. Very important, I think. Mm-hmm. You know, so, awesome question there, Jinx. Uh, yeah. A little worried for you though, buddy. You're a little worried. Keep us updated. Just drink the Kool-Aid, Jinx. You'll be all right. Mm-mm. Don't do that. Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. I don't trust this Robger guy. No, he's no. harmless. I'm sure. Such a nice mm-hmm. guy. His taste and things are awful. Oh. God. Mm. 
Man, wouldn't that be wouldn't that be some of this backfired? This whole kidnapping of Jinx backfired into catching Robger and revealing his questionable identity. I don't understand what this question is. It's just a guy. He listens to our show. He likes our show. He's kidnapping our listeners. Right. Well, yeah. I mean, yeah, that's a little questionable on maybe his character, but not his identity. <laughs> I don't know. Something, something, something was up. So, um, yeah, Rob, Rob, you said you had a little something in store for us here. I wanted to play a game, if you guys don't mind. Oh, okay. shit. Hello. Hello. Do you want to play a game? Should be pretty quick. I uh, developed a, a bit of a fascination for about a day, day and a half this week um, with this app. Uh, I'm sure you guys know about Cameo. Yes. Yeah, um, I uh, not getting cameos or, or even intending to purchase cameos, but getting on the app and scrolling through and seeing what people were charging for these things <laughs> okay. is, was for about a day, day and a half, utterly fascinating. I think I went through every single person that's on there to see what they charged. And what I learned from doing that is there's absolutely no rhyme or reason to, to like what the pricing structure is or whatever it's no. just it's just all completely up in the air you could find like somebody that you would think is the biggest star in the world and they'd be charging a hundred dollars and some nobody from a reality tv show is charging four hundred dollars you're like what the fuck and <laughs> how does that make buy any, yeah how does that make any sense so what i wanted to do i i took some uh some horror related celebrities from cameo I jotted down how much they were charging, and I wanted you guys to try and guess. Oh, no. Oh, shit. Now, right. the only thing I don't have worked out here, and I'll let you guys decide what, whether we do this. Do we just want to do closest to the actual price, or do you want to play prices right rules? Yeah, closest is fair. Yeah, closest works for yeah. me. All right. All right. So no prices right rules. Okay. No. All right. So we're going to start with, uh, I don't know who wants to go first on this, but we'll start with Alice Cooper. Oh, shit. <laughs> Alice Cooper, I, I'm a price that at around three three fifty. All right, Cat. What do you think Alice Cooper charges for a cameo? Uh that's a that's an excellent question. I'm gonna be so bad. Uh, I'll say like two thirty. All right, and the winner of that point is Mikey. Ah. Uh, oh. Who nailed it exactly? It is three hundred fifty dollars to get a cameo. Wow. He seems pretentious. Like he would think yeah. his time for a 20 second video is worth that. Yeah. 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 Wow. Um, okay. Next up from the Saw franchise. Oh, shit. Miss Shawnee Smith. Ooh. Ooh. Uh, this is going to very quickly devolve into how much does Kat have in her bank account? Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go around 200. Okay. Kat? Uh, fingers crossed, 125. It's as high as I'll go for it. <laughs> All right, Catch well. her bank account for her answer. <laughs> Cat wins the point on that one as Miss Shawnee Smith charges $41. Get oh my the God. fuck out of here. I told you it makes no sense. Dumb purchase of the week. Here we go. Cat's buying four. Okay. <laughs> okay. Next up is Bill Mosley. Oh, Bill Mosley has been on the show twice. Very, very nice, man. So I don't think he's going to be high at all. Uh, but I, I do think there'll be a little value there because he's an icon in the genre. $100 flat. All right, Kat? 
Oh, I, see, I was thinking right around. I'll, I'll go up to like 150. All right. Uh, Mikey gets that point, but it was close. The uh, correct answer is $120. Oh, okay. Yeah. To get, yeah, a, yeah. To get a cameo from Bill Mosley. Worth it. Uh, next, man. Jason Voorhees himself, Kane Hodder. How much does Kane <laughs> Hodder charge for a cameo? Five hundred dollars. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, what the actual value is is people should be paying. He should be paying oh, come people on. to to you know to be able to do this. Uh, yeah, I'm I'm gonna go high on this one because <laughs> we all know Kane Hodder don't do shit unless he's grossly overpaid. Uh, damn, cat. I, I was gonna go five. You know what? I, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go like four hundred because he really thinks who he is. All right, Mikey gets the point. The actual price for a cameo from Kane Hodder is $110. Really? Really? Mm-hmm. That's really reasonable. Is there a sale going I'm on? Impressed. On his thing? <laughs> no. Eighty percent off or something. <laughs> wow, Kane, okay, okay. All right. Up next is Chris Sarandon of Fright Night fame and other movies that uh, you know, but Fright Night. That's what we know him from, right? Yeah. I feel like this is a trick question because it shouldn't be high, but it, it might be. I'm, I'm gonna go 200. All right. Wow, Kat? we're just we're on the same wavelength today. Uh, um, I'll I'll go 100. I'll drop. Okay. All right. That point goes to Cat. She nailed it. It is 100 dollars to the cameo from Jerry Dandridge himself. Fair price. Yeah. Um. Next up is Art the Clown, David Howard Thornton. Mm. How much does he charge for a cameo? Two twenty-five. Two twenty-five. Damn, he's hot right now. Yeah, uh, I'm, I'm. I'm like, you know, there's an inflation here for right now. Right, right. I'm gonna go two fifty because I'm thinking around that too. Cat wins. The actual price for David Howard Thornton is fifty-five dollars. Oh, oh, really? Good mm-hmm. for him. Yep. Okay. He's not letting it go to his head. Yeah. I like it. He also did one for Kelly, by the way, all on his own. Creepazoid oh. Kelly on Twitter, yes, for her oh. birthday. They're good friends, yes. Oh, yeah. that's nice. Yeah. And these prices, by the way, I checked them this afternoon, so they're the most recent prices that oh. I had. So Kane's right. is up to five hundred. <laughs> it could be okay. by now. Who knows? All right. Um, next up, we have Nick Castle, the original shape. <sighs> Three hundred. Oh, see, I was thinking lower. I, I'm, I'm thinking uh, like 180. And the point goes to Cat. Damn you can, you can get a cat uh, cameo from Nick Castle for 110. dollars huh. Okay. All right. Yeah. Which Damn. seems uh, like a fair price. Yes. Yeah. But you know, he's Nick Castle, so I figured he could have. People would pay that. Right. Yeah. Yeah. He could have gone higher. Yeah. Absolutely. How about getting a cameo from Pinhead, Mr. Doug Bradley? Oh. Oh, checks my bank account. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll go 80. It's what I have after the Shawnee Smith <laughs> After three Shawnee Smiths, she'll get a Doug Bradley. Uh, nah, there's no way. Uh, Doug Bradley That's also... got to be more than that, right? Right. Also on this show, uh, has been on the show, and yelled at me once, which, you know, I, I, like, I always like to bring that up. <laughs> I like him more. Why'd he yell at you? What'd you do? Uh, I asked him who would win between Leprechaun and Leatherface. Oh, and he yelled at you? Yeah. <laughs> That's he, amazing. He was not happy about that question, and I would like to not reveal his answer. Um, <laughs> see, I'm living and dying in this area. I'm going to go 250. I think yeah, it's what, higher. What'd you say, Cat? I said 80. It's it's wishful thinking. Cat <laughs> gets the point. The fuck? Yes. 
It is $110 wow. to get a cameo oh. from Doug Bradley. Again, could be higher. Yeah, it could be. What about C.J. Graham? He played Jason in Friday the 13th Part 6. Mm. I was just about to ask who he was. Um, <laughs> uh, better not be high. First one I haven't heard of. Yeah, I'm going to say like 175. Okay. You, you gave us like a no rhyme or reason warning. I'm, I'm going a little higher. I know there's a trick in here somewhere, and I'm going to go 250 because <laughs> I, I was going to go 200, but it's too close to... I'll go 200. And what'd you say, Cat? I'm sorry. 175. Cat gets the point. Damn it! It, it is $48. Oh, uh, I I just thought it was going to be a trick. Yeah, yeah. me too. Appropriate. Uh, we just got a couple more left. What? How much is it to get a cameo from Tony Todd? Ooh. I can't do uh, 50 and <laughs> or 40 and 110 anymore because uh, I'm over my budget for these cameos. Cat's overdrawn I'll, on cam. So. He'll pay me $10. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, see, because Tony Todd could, could he could command a good good amount of money. He I'm could go higher, and I think he knows he's worth it. Yeah. But, um, 200 seems reasonable. I'll, I'll, I'll go for like 150. All right, Cat gets the point. The fuck? <laughs> uh, Tony Todd will do a cameo for you for $110. Wow. Pick him 110 from now on. <laughs> Damn it. And uh, finally, the very last one that I picked is Robert England. Oh. How much for a cameo from Robert England? 112. No. <laughs> 200? I'm going three. That's... Uh, he could... Yeah, three. Cat gets the point. Damn. It is uh, $210 to get a cameo wow. from Robert England. So, so uh, the final score there is Cat 8, Mikey 3. What the hell? So, uh, there you go. Anyway, I just thought that'd be kind of fun uh, to do. Just something a little different. And, yeah. uh, you know, we don't do that kind of thing very often. But as I was going through cameo like i said some uh, of those or, are really reasonable yeah yeah so and that's the whole thing it's that way across the board now the most expensive one that i saw was a thousand dollars oh wow any guesses who it was someone from jersey shore no <laughs> uh, <laughs> no. uh, uh it was uh marlon wayan really <laughs> yeah wow i'm disappointed in him no rhyme or reason to these things. All right. <laughs> I, I guess it's sort of, you know, I mean, they you set your own price, right? So I guess it's whatever you feel your time is worth. Yeah. And apparently Marlon Wayans feels he should be paid $1,000 every 20 seconds. You know? Uh, yeah. That's fair. Very um, disappointed. I love Marlon Wayans, man. Yeah. I love him. But damn, yeah. Marlon, come on now, man. Yeah. Uh, I, I think Magic Johnson was charging eight fifty. I was just going to oh. say, like, what if I, as a nobody, what if I was just like $5 for a cameo uh, just to see how many people would fall for it? <laughs> you could do it. I I think I might. Do you think Dan the Ballman will buy one? <laughs> just to support? Maybe, yeah. How is Dan the Ballman? Uh, you know what? As far as I know, he's he's doing fine. We haven't talked. I've been sick. I've been, like, not talking oh. to anybody. Yeah. He hasn't checked on me. I'm mad at him. No, yeah. I take it back. <laughs> Wait a yeah, minute. Dan, quit being a dick. Come on. 
Come on, man. You're the ball man, not the dick man. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, and that's another thing. What, three to four weeks have now gone by, and Dan still is not at all curious what he, we needed permission to use his name for. It's yeah. Amazing. That's a little weird. I could be dead also. Like. That too. Yeah. Although, maybe there's a reason he hasn't called to check on you. <laughs> I can't think of anything that I've <laughs> done recently that he would not approve of. I guess he did listen to the show. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, Dan. We see you, Dan. Oh, man. That was fun, Rob. Good idea. Yeah. Yeah. See, every once in a while, I come up with something great. And then other times, I tell us to watch Blair Witch 2. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're like one of those sour patch kids today. Then <laughs> uh, that was that was fun. We, you know, we used to do games on the show a long time ago, and then it dropped to two hosts, and it was like, you know, it was hard to like, how do you do a game like that? Right? Yeah, you got two people. Yeah, we should do that more often. All right. Hopefully, it's something I'm better at. I got my ass kicked on this. You one, started right? off hot too. You got like the first two or something. Yeah. Like, like yeah. Yeah, I thought, oh man, Mikey's gonna run away with this. And then Kat just started whooping that ass. She <laughs> did, man. She put me over my, her knee, and that was it. Like, I even got yeah. one dead on. Yeah, yeah. Shit. Oh. I thought Kane hotter for sure. I'm surprised Kat's still here. I figured she'd be running off to get a Shawnee Smith cameo right now. I'm looking it up right now. <laughs> <laughs> I've got a tab open. Kat, it's just going to be like, she's going to pay Shawnee Smith to be her friend at this point. It's going to be a, <laughs> a semi-daily. Do you think she would be? I'm I'm trying to I figure if I write enough saw articles, eventually I'll have enough like saw cred that I can write a philosophy guide. I can write like saw and philosophy right. and then retire off of the forty dollars I make. <laughs> <laughs> I can see that. All right, guys, you want to get into the news? Yeah. Yeah. No, not on Cameo, by the way, before we get into the news real quick. Uh-huh. Logan Browning's not on there, nor is Emma oh, no. Roberts. So that's how he was looking. Okay. Uh, yeah. There we go. <laughs> like, Emma Roberts, can you do a cameo for me? Actually, <laughs> crazy. Act you have to be crazy. crazy. <laughs> uh, Rob's like, oh, my cameo's in. Let me get the lotion. <laughs> anyway. Uh, I, I'm looking forward. I want to get the news over with because I'm looking for I haven't looked forward to shitting on a movie in a long time. All right. Let's jump into the news then. It's time to hump the news with Rob Humphrey. He's not a genius. All right. Last time I think I shit on, I enjoyed was looking forward to shitting on a movie was Rubber. So. You're the worst. I'm being honest, <laughs> dude. It's not even stick. All right. First up, so you guys can yell at me some more. Walking Dead. <sighs> AMC reveals new images <laughs> and the official synopsis for the final season. Synopsis. I've been All drinking right. too much. For the final season. Yes, final season, guys. Pictures I of now zombies. know that there's another season coming. So I learned from last episode. Yeah. All right. Fine. I didn't look at him. I didn't see him. Don't care. <laughs> I'm going to tell my grandma. I swear to God, one of these voicemails will be my grandmother yelling at you, Rob. <laughs> I've been dying to get your grandma on the show, man. I would love it. I'll tell you what. I tell her all the shit you're talking about walking dead. I might do it. <laughs> I do it. It looks cool. Don't let uh, everybody tell her listen. I said, Tell her I said Daryl's a sissy. 
Oh lord. <laughs> okay. You're poking the bear. She'll show up at your house for that. <laughs> you, you push more than a voicemail, buddy. Uh, no, I, I didn't see these uh, these pictures. Um, I'm not real big on that anyway, though. Like, you know, here's an image of whatever. It, all right, fine. It's a, you know, a still image out of context that usually doesn't tell you too much anyway. It is, I guess, you know, The Walking Dead's coming to an end and uh, the show is not for me, but uh, it uh, certainly had its audience. And so it's, I guess, a bittersweet, weird thing that it's coming to an end, but I'm still not going to watch it. That's fucked up. That's <laughs> fucked up. Kat, you brought up that you wanted to talk about Scott. Uh, I've never heard of this gentleman. Uh, Scott Cawthon retired. Um, and apparently I'm, I'm the only one that cared. It was, <laughs> I, I've been reading about it on Twitter like all week because it was a drama thing. Who the hell um, is he? He is the game developer behind Five Nights at Freddy's. Oh. Uh, he is stepping down from the franchise. Okay. So. Was what, what he like? Was there like controversy around it or anything? Yeah, or there was, he... there was a controversy around it. Um, oh. and he's uh he's like the most laid back when it comes to controversies because it's not the first one he's had. Mm -hmm. Uh, but this time he was just like, I respect uh the I I respect that I'm canceled and I'm stepping down. But it was uh it was big news. Oh man, he was canceled. Yeah, he didn't bang those puppets, did he? <laughs> <laughs> it was for the puppet banging. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. Oh, wow. He's not following one fucking person on Twitter. Oh, no. I hate that. Oh, he thinks who the fuck shit. he is, Scott. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck you. Wow. <laughs> he hasn't tweeted since 2017. He tweeted. Wow, Rob. They, you're really going to like this. He has 220. What the fuck is wrong with people? 228.5 thousand followers, right? Mm-hmm. Follows no one, right? Mm -hmm. has tweeted once of course he's only tweeted <laughs> once twitter only works if you follow other people otherwise you're just looking at your own tweets in your timeline but he's yeah. tweeted once in 2017 why are people fo <laughs> i lose followers every fucking day what the fuck is this guy's name i'm gonna block him on twitter yeah <laughs> <laughs> i'll send you his twitter i want to block this some bitch yeah, I, dude, I lose I lose followers. And, you know, it's not a big amount, but I'll see it fluctuate, and it'll go down a little bit every day. This guy literally says fucking nothing and has two hundred fifty-eight thousand. Yeah. You should have seen how many followers he had before this last week with all the controversies. What did he do though, Cat? Because I don't, I've never, I don't know any of this. Uh, so someone leaked uh, his donation records. Oh dear lord, he looks he like a middle school principal. He he gave a lot of money to um, anti-LGBTQ people. I uh, see. Which it turns out is just Republicans, but yeah. uh, <laughs> wait, that was the main controversy. And then in his apology statement, uh, he was like, "I he, it, his apology statement started with I will not apologize for being Republican, uh, which you know is going to get uh, Twitter off on the right note." Like, <laughs> oh my God. All right. Well, he's but it blocked. Was, uh, all right. <laughs> Not for but being not a for Republican. the controversy. No, just no, for... just for being a dumbass. <laughs> wow, man. I, I can't get over that. Mm. I like my story of puppet banging better. We can, more that's more interesting. <laughs> yeah. Um write an article on it, Rob. It's been a <laughs> Don't let the truth get in the way of a good story here. <laughs> uh, but it, yeah, it's a big deal for like the um 
And it's it's kind of again it's kind of a bittersweet thing because I you know am not Scott Cawthon's biggest fan, but it is sad because as a fan of indie horror games, you know this was like the one, the once in a million success story, you know, and it's it's kind of sad that it's ended in controversy and retirement. Yeah, I, I just looked him up now. Like I said, I have no idea, but uh, there is a website that I would imagine belongs mm-hmm. to him and it's called it's scottgames.com it seems like th- this is his website which now only has an image of pretty much I- I'm not reading this whole fucking thing but it- it's pretty <laughs> it seems like this is his retirement speech for mm-hmm. the most part and uh, what I did catch skimming through this is is this the end of the Five Nights at Freddy's games no that just means someone else will eventually be running the show. Yeah. I wonder if that uh, this sort of controversy around it is going to be enough for Blumhouse to pull the plug on the movie. That, that is kind of what one of the reasons I wanted to talk about it, because they were finally making progress with the movie. And mm-hmm. now yeah, I'm, I'm I mean, curious. I don't really know why they would need to. The property is going to remain around. It's still going to be a popular property. I had never even heard of this guy, let alone a controversy around him. So it wouldn't right. have hurt, you know, uh, me buying a ticket to the movie. It still won't hurt me buying a ticket to the movie. Yeah. Um, you know, but honestly, we've already got Willie's Wonderland. I was I just going to say, why do this. we even need? <laughs> yeah. I mean, if Blumhouse is doing it, we need it, man. And, you know, if I was Jason Blum, I, I mean, it, it, the stock for this thing has to be absolute. Buy the rights. You know, I mean, I know he's that not a gaming company, right? But <laughs> yeah. if you buy the rights to it and just make, but you know, it's fucked up, man. Because, like, like you said, we, this, this should not affect how people feel about the games, the movie, any of that. But it will, and no one's heard of this guy. Well, like, I kind of get it. So, like, I I participate in about a million dumb boycotts a year, but. Oh, God. Uh, I, I recognize there's a certain futility when it comes to, like, I, I quit watching um, Marvel movies because I, I don't believe in the things. And I don't think it makes a goddamn bit of difference. But, like, with indie companies, there's just, like, this... There's this kind of connection, I think, uh, where it's, like, you are directly paying these people who are donating, like, large causes to things that you don't believe in. Like, it just... It feels like a bigger impact, I think, in the indie community wait 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 what happened with marvel marvel movies why are you off those because a lot of those have great messages like you know black panther was a big rallying point for like african-americans they finally got a superhero and stuff and like i really like marvel movie well i really like a lot of marvel movies right. but the guy that owns the company is like a big jackass oh really yeah is he banging the superheroes? Not to mention that <laughs> Disney also I'm boycotting, which bought out Marvel and now like I, I and that one's more hypothetical in because again it doesn't matter, but like in an indie context, it just it feels more direct, you know? Cause it's like Scott Coffin, if you bought any of the Five Nights at Freddy games, like you got developer notices from him. Like he signed off all of his own emails. He would send private updates to the people that bought his games or participated in the beta tests for stuff. Like it, it feels like it's someone, you know, like, I I guess that's the thing with like being in any kind of uh, like indie purchasing circle, you know? Yeah. I I guess a a boycott or whatever would have a more direct impact now, but not now because he's out. But yeah, now he's out. 
Yeah. But I, you know, I've never had a problem separating the art from the artist. I understand that some people do. And I, and I get, I get that. And, and I don't, you know, I don't chastise people for that or anything, Right. Yeah. but it's just never been my thing. I've always been able to separate, you know, the, like I said, the art from the artist. I, I, I still watch uh, Roman Polanski movies. Um, Woody Allen's one of my favorite directors of all time. Um, and it has nothing to do with who they are as people. I just like their movies. See, right. the line for me personally uh, is always like, I separate the art from the artist as long as the artist is no longer benefiting right. from my enjoyment of right. the art. Which is like, it's why the Scott Coffin thing has been, I, I've already not bought the last couple of Five Nights at Freddy's games because they've not been as good. But <laughs> like it, you know, that one would affect me more. But like HP Lovecraft, notoriously horrible person who I still buy his books, like, but he's not making money off of it anymore. <laughs> no, no, he's like, dead. So yeah, you're good there. Yeah. It, it yeah. sucks too because it, it it's like you can't see because I, I I I'll I'll admit to it. I'm kind of on Rob's side with it where I could separate things very easily. Yeah. And I could name several things that are not popular opinions. For instance, I'm a Michael Vick fan, and again, horrible human being. For what he did, but grew up a fan through Virginia Tech College, all that. Love what he did on the football field, man. Grew up idolizing him. So, you know, I'm able to separate to, you know, to a large degree with things. But, mm -hmm. you know, like Jeepers Creepers is a good example. Yeah. Like, fuck, man. Like, why can't I? I love those Jeepers Creepers movies, you know? Except for the third one. I want to put that up. No. <laughs> you know, it's like you get these people and it's like, they're such scum pieces of shit, some of them, you know? Yeah. But it's like, damn it, man, I can still like the creeper. Ain't nothing wrong with me. Like, you know, but if you post it on Twitter, it's like, oh, you're, yeah. Like, don't, don't give me hell. Cause I, I think people need to, to a degree, separate. Okay, well, I can like this, but not like, you know, support what the hell, ever, whoever's behind it. So I get both sides. Again, I don't care what people feel a certain way about it. The, you know, it doesn't affect me. Like, I'm not going to sit there and yell at anybody for anything. You know, everyone's their own person. So, like, it just sucks. But, I mean, from an industry, like a, a consumer standpoint, what does this mean for the Five Nights at Freddy's? Like, the game, I, I never really played the games much. Always kind of were, in, like, interested in them. Cat said they were going downhill already. Like, this is probably going to affect the movie, which would have been cool as shit. So it's like, you know, the going forward, when other people get their hands on it, it really gets watered down quickly yeah i don't know it's it's a weird it is a weird spot to be in like sometimes right. like like i said woody allen is one of my favorite directors ever and i could never say that on twitter are you kidding me right 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 <laughs> yeah and that's twitter is that's probably why the scott cawthon drama was like so hyped up for me this week because i i was on twitter this week twitter is the worst place for that and it's oh, one of God. those things where it's like mm -hmm. i I typically am pretty, like, I, I think of myself as a relatively level-headed person. And, like, even with the, even when I do dumb boycotts or, or ones that I believe in a little bit more, it's like, I never expect other people to participate in them because it's it's more of, like, a show of faith of anything. There's a lot of policing on Twitter where it's like, if, if someone, you know, is not watching, you know, like, Disney movies or whatever, because, well, Disney doesn't pay their writers, like as a company 
you, you can't like disagree with that or you can't point out that, you know, not going to the movies is not going to damage a multi, you know, billion dollar company right. without people like just being mad. And it's like, I, I would never get mad at someone for not wanting to. Right. Yeah. I would, I would never. Up. Yeah. And, and it's, it, you know, it's the other way around. Like I don't, uh, I don't, you know, begrudge people who do give stuff up because they right. don't support an artist either. Uh, sometimes, but they, you can't say it on Twitter. <laughs> no, no, no. But sometimes it does make me laugh. Like I don't know if you guys remember this, but a few years ago there was a uh, a whole thing going around on uh, Twitter. It was uh, people wanted to cancel John Wayne. Oh God, yeah. You're gonna cancel John Wayne. John Wayne's dead. He's already canceled. Like, uh, <laughs> like what, are you, what are you talking about? We need to stop with some of this cancel bullshit. Yeah, yeah, like, like, some right, of know, it's ridiculous man. i mean i get it the guy was an asshole but he's dead <laughs> there's nothing else we can do yeah like wait do we have to bitch about it you know yeah. or you get suspended for a fucking week on twitter for you know certain things but yeah i'm not gonna talk about that so. that's a whole other story fuck it i hate twitter i saw stuff way worse than that in the scott coffin drama this week like. <laughs> i bet not one of them motherfuckers is suspended for a damn week that not unbelievable yeah it is um it's a I, but i get it it's a touchy subject for a lot of people and i understand yeah. why so i don't fault anybody right for whatever side of the fence they fall on i don't argue with people about that ever mm. you know uh whatever your stand is, is is your stand and you know i'm gonna do what i'm gonna do leave me alone I can't believe Rob asked if the Marvel guy was banging the superhero. <laughs> <laughs> I want to meet the man who's going to grab Superman by the hips. That's brave. <laughs> oh, shit. Twitter drama of the week. <laughs> uh, uh, I'm glad we had Twitter drama on the show that didn't involve me. I, I know. <laughs> Great. Uh, all right. So Wes Craven's Scream is uh, going to be getting a 25th anniversary 4K Ultra HD release in October. I'm buying that shit. October 12th. All right. That's cool. Um, I won't buy it because I don't have 4K Blu-ray player. If you had an Xbox, you would. I know. I don't mm -hmm. care. I, then I would also have an Xbox, unfortunately. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it's cool. I, You know, the uh, 4K releases, everything's starting to upgrade and um, everything's starting to get... Uh, a 4k release and it's time for scream to have one it's kind of uh, surprising to me that it hasn't had one already to be honest with you i know hmm. bullshit maybe they're trying to capitalize on that hype from five cream <laughs> stop calling it that which by the way i heard a story did you know on set they called it that uh, <laughs> yeah one of the guys even had like jackets or shirts or something made up that said five cream on it that he gave out to the crew and everybody that's Do you amazing think they heard that from the show no <laughs> i don't know sure man it'll uh, be i can't imagine that anyone involved with that production would listen to this show never know i never hope know. they do <laughs> yeah, rob, i'd contact a lawyer could you imagine if rob sued for that and fucking won <laughs> could you imagine what would you ask for all the five cream t-shirts like Punitive damages, damn it! I don't know what that means, but I know people get paid for the shit. People get paid for it. You're damn right. Yeah, the whole entire Scream Five production gets shut down, movie canceled, because they got to pay Rob for a bunch of dumbass jackets. <laughs> <laughs> You'd be, talk about hated on Twitter. Holy yeah, I was just saying that people yell at me on Twitter, but I won't care because I'll be living on an island somewhere where there's no fucking internet. Yeah, right. You'd have a farm simulator though, damn it. Oh, you're damn right. Yeah. 
Can you imagine being on a tropical island playing a farm? <laughs> yeah, I know, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, with a manscaped razor next to the TV or something. <laughs> It'd be the life of Rob. Uh, <laughs> all right, next up, Tiff is back. Uh, uh, what's her name? Holy shit, how am I blanking? Uh, Jennifer, Jennifer Tilly. Jennifer Tilly. Jennifer Tilly is back behind the scenes doing camera test, uh, camera test photos were shared. And it has uh, uh, one of our, my favorite horror characters, Tiff, sitting there in a couple of different spots. And it, it's strange because uh, she kind of took a stand. I don't want to say a stand, but she, it, the word has been out there that she was kind of trying to remove herself from the horror industry. And you know, here she is again, which is great. It's beautiful. I love it. So, um, yeah, Tiff is back, I guess, guys, for a new TV show. That's, That's exciting. Good. Yeah. Right. It's good. It's nice that they got her to come back. I don't know what they would have done if she hadn't, and they wanted to use the character if they would have recast or whatever, but now we don't have to worry about that. I feel like they would have acted like it never happened. You can't recast Tiff. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I mean, I don't know what they what they would have done, but doesn't matter now. Um, so that's, that is that is good news. Yeah. And, you know, this TV show, I said before, I wasn't very interested or I was very skeptical of it anyway, um, but they seem to be doing things really well. Like yeah. all the yeah. news that I hear out of it is, you know, like every time there's another news story about this series, it's something that makes me go, all right, that's a good thing. So maybe it will be a good show. Dude, I, I'm telling you, man, you know, and I know the sci-fi name. I get it. But Brad Dourif is back. The whole original crew is like, this is a child's play movie on TV. Mark I, Hamill is my Chucky. You have 10 seconds to take that back. <laughs> or it's going on record that you feel that way. <laughs> I don't even know what the hell to say to you right now. <laughs> I love that I can grind this show to a halt. <sighs> you better have said that to piss oh. me off. This, oh. Of course I did. Okay. I knew it get your blood going. It did. Yeah. <laughs> I was about to curse at you. Oh. I was just so shocked. I was kind of, I was kind of hoping you might have a heart attack right here on the show. That'd be, that'd be good for our numbers. It, it came close. It right. came close. All right. Well, we'll try again. <laughs> I'm sure you will. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but I mean, it, every, everybody's back for this, man. Like it's, I as far as sci-fi, okay, I get it. But these guys, this Child's Play crew, will not let this be bad. All right, we'll see. And sci-fi isn't a deal breaker for me. Um, no. I really liked Channel Zero. Ugh, you and this Channel Zero. I liked it. I, I I haven't seen that much of it. I watched like half the first season. I didn't like that one. Maybe it got better. I don't know. Yeah, they also, uh, he's the guy who did that, uh, Nick Antosca, I think his name mm -hmm. is. Uh, he is a producer for Chucky as well, which I'm excited about. Yeah, Mancini's involved. I mean, it, it can't be bad. There's, I have zero in my head, just no thought at all that this will be bad. That's Mikey how sounds an awful like lot like somebody who's going to be really disappointed. <laughs> Not at all, man. I don't think so. I'll tell you what, though. If I am, it will break my heart. Yeah. Will, I mean, I, look, I want it to be great. I love Chucky. Who doesn't love Chucky and Child's Play? But um, I, I'm just... I'm still skeptical, although, like I said, it sounds like everything's headed in the right direction, so we'll see. Uh, stop, check out the damn teaser thing, too. Did you look at that, finally? No, I didn't look at that. Jesus Christ. 
I forgot about it. <laughs> oh, that's good. Get a job, you bum! Alright, next up, uh, this is a little more of Rob's Alley. There is new, a newly remastered version of the original Friday the 13th getting a solo Blu-ray release this uh, I saw that. Um, the hell? You know, I don't know, going back to the well to <laughs> this movie again, I don't know why. Uh, from what I understand, uh, it's the same, uh, essentially the same a scan of the movie as that's in the Scream Factory box, um, which looks great, but um, I don't think there's a whole lot new there at all. They're just repackaging it. Yeah, I'm surprised it's not 4K. Yeah, I, they haven't come out with a 4K Blu-ray of it yet. You know, so it's it's one that I'll certainly skip. I don't need it. You know, it's got to be difficult to make these things look so clear. Not for nothing. Yeah, I, the work that they do, I have no idea how they do it. It's amazing. Um, the Scream Factory thing looks incredible. All right. Kat, that's not going to be added to your Show Me Smith list? No, I, I don't think so. I So I'm not a huge fan of... Uh, oh, th- this one isn't in 4K, is it? No, it's Blu-ray. Okay. Okay. I I think 4K, if anything, it's it's too high definition. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I which sounds weird to say, but I, I kind of mean it. It kind of makes me feel like I'm watching, like, a soap opera. <laughs> oh, yeah, I know what <laughs> like, you mean. It's just, yeah. Like, it's lit too well. I, the vibe is weird. You have to 4K. change the settings on your TV to I fix that. I don't know how to do that. I need yeah, to... <laughs> you can change your settings on your TV and it fixes that. Uh, I know exactly what you're talking about. That's so, so much effort. <laughs> It was a massive pain in the ass. You'd probably take a course on a cat. A course, yeah. <laughs> For $300 at the price <laughs> of the player. <laughs> the price of the Xbox. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, all right, so the last thing that I wanted to talk about, and I sent you guys a link to this in, in our little group chat in case you haven't seen it. There is a new Candyman poster and images release and a special Juneteenth video message from Mia DaCosta. I actually was going to bring this up. Um, I'm glad that you linked it to us. Speaking of Twitter controversies, oh Lord. Um, I, I was just wondering whether or not you thought that this was something that they had planned in advance for Juneteenth, because it's it's a cool time to release it. Or if, because like just earlier this week, I was reading people that were complaining about Candyman not having the same like constant coverage that something like Halloween Kills has had because it also was something that got postponed. I didn't see that. that and little... it, it was actually um, the one that I saw first was po- uh, posted by John Squires, who wrote the article that you linked us. Um, mm. He was complaining that we hadn't had that kind of like continual wave of here's another poster and another one and more stills and like. Because Candyman really hasn't gotten that kind of attention. Yeah, Candyman did kind of just fall to the wayside a little bit. Yeah. Um, my, my, I guess I was anticipating that they would start to ramp up the marketing push for it right around this time, though, um, because it's out in a couple of months. Um, you know, I, I mean, I don't know. I, that, to me, is more marketing than it is anything else. Yeah. I don't you know. see any conspiracy theory around it. I mean, could be wrong, don't know. But you know what? Not for nothing. I'm not mad at it, man. Because what have we been saying about Halloween? How much it pisses us off. Oh, yeah. You keep teasing us. I got bleeped again. <laughs> With all this shit, it's like, dude, we'll just wait until it comes out. Yeah. Breaking but news. It- Picture of Michael holding a knife. 
<laughs> right, and you can do that with Halloween because you know Michael Myers is going to be in there holding a knife. You're not spoiling anything. There, there's a lot like Tony Todd is rumored in this thing. There's a lot that you can't really. I don't. I think there's a lot of smoke with no fire on that one. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, uh, yeah that that it just sounds like marketing to me. Um, yeah, you know, and different companies are going to market different movies differently. Um, as far as the actual release, though, the the seems like there's a lot of stills that they released. Yeah, uh, and it all looks cool. Uh, and again, that's part of it too. Like I said before, it's a still from a movie that's completely out of context. So it doesn't really mean much to me until I see it. I like that poster, though. Yeah. Looks great. Everything looks phenomenal. But yeah. I'm glad they did it this way. I, but I do see if you're going to do that with Halloween, you know, Candyman definitely deserves that. But like I said, they had different circumstances, too. You could show Michael Myers standing there all day long, and people are going to be interested because it's Michael Myers. Like, we don't know what's going on with Candyman, the direction they're going. So That's true. Yeah. Yeah. But... Uh, yeah, this stuff all looks really cool. Yeah. So, yeah. and I am uh, looking really looking forward to seeing this Candyman finally. Yeah. yeah. Mhm. It's weird because, man, did, was this thing being fucking advertised when it was about to come out? Boy, holy shit! It was everywhere, yeah. and it just dropped off, like you guys said. I cannot wait for this one to come out. I'm very excited. Mhm. Mm. Yep. Candyman, a very underrated franchise. It really is. Yeah, like they get some roses, but they don't get as much as they should. Man, Candyman was really, really good. Yeah, yeah, it's. Um, I, I, a lot of people don't even know that there are more than just the original movie. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I don't know how many movies there are, but I know the second one's really good. I think there's three. Yeah, the second one I really liked. I don't. I don't know if I even ever saw the third one. So. I seen the third one once. I do not remember it. So the second one, yeah, it was it, good. I don't think it was as good as the second one but it was not bad yeah like by any means all right uh rob can you apologize one more time for your uh child's play <laughs> chucky thing no i'm done with that we've moved on uh, i have didn't really apologize the first time yeah <laughs> we didn't even issue in the first place i'm, I'm sorry that's just uh oh how right. it is all right, well, All I'm right. going to cut out that this is how it is. <laughs> <laughs> I should keep that sorry on loop. That'd be nice. If only you took an editing course. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. what am I going to do? Know how to do that. <sighs> All right, guys, we are going to be right back and hit you up with the Blair Witch Project, too. What the fuck? Whew. Yes, sir. Why did you do this to us? I, I already went over this. So, Blair Witch 2, or what's it called? Book of Shadows, the Book Blair Shadows. Witch, or something. Some, some shit like that. Yeah. Um, when it came out in 98, is that right? 2000. 2000, okay. Yes. Um, I saw it, and I was super excited to see it, because the Blair Witch Project I thought was great, right? Um. And I was expecting something similar. And what I got was this movie. Hmm. Uh, so I was very upset. And I had not seen this movie since. 
And recently, I've seen a wave of mentions on Twitter, and I think people people even wrote some articles about it or something, uh, sort of defending this movie and saying it's not as bad as everyone says it is. It's not as bad as you remember. So I wanted to revisit it. And I thought, well, wouldn't it be fun to revisit it with my friends, Mikey and Kat? <laughs> so that's how we arrived here. I will say I did read an article. I've been trying to hype myself up for this um, for a while. <laughs> and uh it wasn't going well i did read an article uh defending this before the rewatch to kind of get me excited for it and it did get me kind of like amped up for it and um they made some points that were not bad but the movie still was not a good experience <laughs> <laughs> i did not like it more on the rewatch i actually liked it less on the rewatch which was not how i expected it to go Welcome to my world. Happens to me all the time. <laughs> Whoever you seen that said this thing was good or it wasn't as bad, they're out of their mind. That includes you, Nesto. Okay, I love you, but this is bullshit. This movie. Sorry, Nesto. Um, yeah. You know, and my thing is, and I don't want to say anything because Camp Counselor Greg hates Blair Witch Project, the original. Of course he does. Uh, of course he does, right? Yeah. That's what I said. Because he, he would. Yeah, of course. So, you know, I love that movie so much, and I don't want to kind of... I, I don't want to shit on... See, it hurts me to shit on this movie as much as it deserves it, because I love the original Blair Witch so much. Yeah, I, but this like, isn't the original. I know, but I still feel bad because it kind of like, you know, whatever. But... <sighs> I don't understand why this had to be done to this movie. We had Eduardo Sanchez, one of the creators of the original Blair Witch movie on the show. And he kind of explained how they didn't really have much to do with this, with the sequel. And this, this movie, the Blair Witch Project 2, is the biggest example of a cash grab I've ever seen in my life. It's a shame. Apparently, the director of this movie didn't have much to do with it in the end either because it was taken away from him, basically. He claims that he had um, that the studio interfered so much with the in editing and reshoots and everything else that the movie is nowhere near what the vision was that he originally had for the film. So I read an, uh, in the article I read earlier today, and I don't know how much of this is true. It made it sound very much like first of all the director of book of shadows was not a huge fan of some of the decisions that were made for blair witch which i think should have been a warning sign but yeah they did also talk about the reshoots the way that they made it sound um was that the interrogation scene was supposed to be like the twist for the third act mm -hmm. but they had it cut up and like redistributed throughout the entire movie yeah um, I don't know if that would have made it better. No, doesn't sound like it. <laughs> but uh, that is something that I read. Yeah. Yeah, the interrogation scenes were the least of this film's problems. Yeah, not not the problem. <laughs> so yeah. wait, Rob, you, you never really... So do you like this damn thing? All right, well, here's what I have in my notes. The very last <laughs> thing I wrote down in my notes. The last line of this movie is, that's fucking bullshit. And that's exactly how I feel. Oh, I wrote one of those too. Uh, it was a different line, uh, but it was, I, I took a quote that summed up the movie for me. Uh, this makes no sense. 
I know it doesn't. <laughs> was the one that I had. Yeah. Um, no, this thing's a fucking awful mess. Thank God. I hated every second of watching this thing. I the things that really stood out to me. Uh, I didn't remember the guy from Burn Notice being in this. Of course, I didn't see it. Uh, I, I saw it when it came out, and Burn Notice hadn't it didn't exist yet. And there was a lady at the beginning when they were doing the thing where they were like talking to people in the town, and it mm-hmm. kind of looked like documentary ish, sort of. There was a lady who was like selling rocks or something, and she yeah. was hilarious. It's like, I don't sell as many online because it costs so much to ship a rock, but I sell these rocks and I got these rocks. <laughs> uh, and that was at the beginning. And so I started to have high hopes for this movie, believe it or not. I was like, oh, that lady's funny as shit. This is going to be great. Um, that was the highlight of the film. And I believe it happens before the opening credits. So that's all you have to watch. You know, you have to see the opening <laughs> credits for this thing. You know, but it's, it's so fucked up because the, the intro to this movie, they tried to keep it real. You know, like they they really did try to make an attempt to where they, you know, the movie came out, the original Blair Witch, and it's like they tried to spin it because that thing captured people and got them so lost in reality to where they thought it was real. Yeah. You know, like people, the, the, the character's parents were getting fucking floral arrangements for funerals and shit sent to yeah. their houses. Like it was the people bought into it. And it's like they tried to keep that aura where they say, oh, this movie came out called The Blair Witch Project, and this is all the shit that's happening in Bur- Berkensville because of it. And, like, why do that? Like, if why they're even... just going to have a narrative after it. Right. That's obviously fiction. Right. They, um, they started off in an interesting way. They did. Um, th- this movie starts off and it seems like it is going to be an interesting look at sort of commerce which is centered around tragedy i think that there's a a great movie to be made about that but this movie's not it at all there were a lot of really interesting cons i i know a lot of people like when it first came out a lot of people were agitated that it started by kind of ruining the mystique that blair witch project had Uh but yeah i I don't think that at all. I think this was a really bold way to start Blair Witch Project uh, 2. And I think that if they had followed through, like, on the tragedy, commerce, uh, or even just, like, the blurring of fiction and reality, like, there there were good stories to tell based off of, like, the first two minutes of the movie that did not get told. Yeah, they start, they start off, and there are, like you said, a, a few different angles that they could have looked at that would have been uh that could have been really interesting and then they just sort of abandoned them and turned it into <laughs> a mess of what the fuck i mean i i don't know about you guys but there was a large chunk of this movie where i had no idea what the hell was happening yeah i yeah <laughs> and and it's not as if it is explained in any real way that really makes sense to me at the end it's just like okay here's some shit that happened that makes no sense and <laughs> they just move on I thought it was just me, and I thought you guys were going to make fun of me. In all honesty, because I was going to make you. fun of you, but not for I, that. <laughs> okay. I actually read a couple of reviews afterward that I think helped me get what they were going for. But like at the end of the movie, on my own, that was not my takeaway. My takeaway was confusion. I was like, yeah. I was lost. And I'm sorry. This is the least scary, quote unquote, horror movie I have ever seen. 
Oh there my god! Nothing. The scariest thing in this movie is a fucking tree that's growing through some ruins, <laughs> and it isn't scary at all. That was one of the things that I had noticed was and noted down the, the paranormal aspects of this movie. I, they were complete misses. You know, like none of it was scary. None of it. None of it even looked good. Not for nothing. Like all the spirits or you know whatever you want to call them that they caught on camera and all this stuff none of it looked good that topless girl looked good (laughs) but she didn't look scary (laughs) no no no. she wasn't scary but and even like they have that big reveal when she's in the closet and they like turn her around and she's dead Mm -hmm. i did not realize she was supposed to be dead because it was just her standing there yeah yeah yeah. she's just standing there yeah and then they're like screaming that she's died and it's like, oh, well, I understand how that would be a scary reveal, but I didn't get that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Now, just nothing. There's there's nothing scary about this movie at all. I mean, it's not even like there aren't even any like cheap jump scares or anything. No. It's just like this bland. Movie that doesn't make sense. That's just sort of there. Cash grab, man. Yeah, I mean, it is so, so bad. Um, I didn't... Uh, none of the acting is good. No. None of it. And even the guy from Burn Notice, who I like a lot, so much so that I call him the guy from Burn Notice and not his real name because I don't know it. <laughs> he isn't even good in this movie. I have really overacted in my notes several times. <laughs> yeah, it's, I mean, there is not one performance in this film that's good. And, and you know, and I noted that too. We all did. I mean, it's glaring. But yeah. the, the biggest problem with that, I mean, we, look, look, we, we like it Friday the 13th movies. The acting is not a strong point in any of right. you know, but there, there's a, a difference between, see, the, the problem, I think the biggest problem with that is with the acting is, the original, the acting was such a big fucking deal, man. And it was what got people that blurred that line in reality for mm-hmm. so many people. And we've heard the stories of, you know, hiding food and purposely getting them lost, waking them up in the middle of the night. All these tricks that uh, Eduardo Sanchez and them used to try and pull some some legitimacy and real fear and whatever emotions out of these characters and it came through so much so well and then you get this did we consider it was intentional like blair witch was so good they had this marketing campaign where they're like you don't know if it's real or not blair witch 2 is like it was all fake and now we're gonna give you a fake movie to fit that vibe right yeah yeah and and I, you know, you talk about the acting in the Friday the 13th movies. I would say that someone in every one of those movies you can point to, at least one person, and go, oh, they did a good job. Yeah. yeah. There's nothing here. There's- I have seen porn movies that have better acting than this shit. <laughs> sure, you have. Yeah. I mean, they are just awful. Every single person in this film is, is just, they're overacting and terrible. Um, and yeah. the characters they're playing are also awful. Every character, these here's the here's my notes uh, again. Um, all of these characters are one note. You've got the Wiccan who never talks about anything but being Wiccan. Yeah. That's yeah. the only thing we ever hear about her talk about. We don't know anything else about this girl other than she's a witch. You've got Elvira the psychic, 
you just know that she's just a psychic. That's all we need to know. You've got the author guy who's just a dickhead, and you got burn notice. <laughs> the only character in this movie that isn't one note is uh, Tristan. Tristan. And she's no note. There's nothing to her. Like, we don't, I, she doesn't even have a defining characteristic, so much so that I had to Google her to look up the character's name to put it in my notes because I don't know who she is. There's a, she's the one who loses her baby. She's uh, the one with the miscarriage. Uh, yeah, yeah, I I got her name, but only because I thought they were saying Kristen. Uh-huh. And then I like I it's a weird Tristan is a weird name. A little bit. Um it, it kind of stuck out. But that was the most memorable thing to me about her. Yeah, there's nothing, there is nothing to that character. There's not one of these characters other than the the characteristic that they were given that you could tell me anything else about. Which is really sad, because I actually liked... Um, oh, first of all, Elvira's name is Kim, which I don't like okay. so much. Um, terrible name for, like, just... Um, I This was the sad part, because the one thing that I remembered about this movie, like, the one redeeming quality of this movie in my mind was I had really liked Kim when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. And um, I don't know why. I think it must have been the hair. Um, like as a kid, I was like, oh, blue hair, that's the coolest. And then like, I, I've had this lasting memory of her being awesome and that was shattered today. (laughs) Yeah. You saw her today and you're like, oh, wow. A hot topic somewhere is missing. It's assistant manager. (laughs) And the, the, the goth character was just like, like, why, why over the top with it? man? like, it was you I, I i don't know what they were going for i really fucking don't but i i'm assuming we were supposed to take these characters to a certain degree of seriousness you know and right, one would think right you would think but it's it's almost like you made her cartoonish to where she's supposed to be the one that's scary and creepy and this and that but you just look at her and go wow okay that's every stereotype of a goth ever <laughs> mm-hmm. bald in the one it was in my notes too. She bought wicked ale. Pete's wicked just... ale, yeah. <laughs> oh my god. I face palmed yeah. a little when I saw yeah. what she was drinking. It's like I oh noticed my god. that too. <laughs> in every way, shape, and form, man. Every way, shape, and form. Yeah. There's nothing like I I'm racking my brain right now to try to think of something that I liked in this movie that isn't the rock woman from the first <laughs> 20 seconds or whatever. And I can't. There is nothing good in this film. I'll tell you what. This is how bad this movie is. <laughs> I am about to say this. And anyone who has any history listening to this show is going to be shocked. This movie was way too much of a 90s movie. It was very <laughs> 90s, yeah. I mean, I, like, oh my God, man. Like, could it possibly have been yeah. any? And I love yeah. everything about the 90s. Take me back to it right now. Gee, like, what the fuck? But this was too much. <laughs> Way too much. Way too much. They took every... It's like they sat down and watched every mid to late 90s movie and said, all right, we have to have all this shit in here. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh. Yeah. And I, it's... I don't know. Like, when they ran into the other tour group, I, I just started laughing. I was like, oh, maybe they're making a comedy. Maybe that's what they decided to do. Maybe Book, Book of Shadows is really a comedy because that seems like something that would be in a comedy, not in a, you know, a horror movie that I was supposed to take with any sort of seriousness. Um, I just, 
yeah, there's, I can't think of one good thing to say about this movie. It was so bad. Uh, the, oh my God, the music. I, nineties. <laughs> oh my God. Also in my note, my uh, first note for this actually is the soundtrack is a lot, which 90s. I said like the second track into the soundtrack where it yeah. was just a lot oh. already. Yeah, it's, it's just <laughs> awful. And it just oh. kept going. It had so many songs in it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It, it wasn't like a score. It wasn't like a backup uh, track to draw our attention to certain moments. It was like a full-on 90s mix that just played in the back yep. of the movie. Yep. Yeah, yeah. A, a <laughs> 90s mix that if you made it, you would label worst songs of the 90s. <laughs> because there's not a single good one. There weren't any good ones. Not one, man. Nah, fucking one. I, I I can't I can't believe I'm saying it. Like I I have never seen anything. I mean, I love movies. I love Scream is one of my favorite franchises. Uh, I love uh, Urban Legend. You know, like I'm a '90s guy, man. And this was just I was sick with '90s. I couldn't believe it. I wanted it to be off as soon as possible. And you know, we talked about it with Jinx's question earlier, where there's so many different gears you could shift to in horror. And, you know, comedy horror has its place. We love those movies. We talked about it. But you can't go within a fucking franchise. You can't change like that. You just can't, especially the second one. Like, Jesus Christ. Yeah. Oh, I'm so yeah. glad you didn't like this movie. Bro. I was, I was really, <laughs> I, I was revving up for a battle with you today. Well, you saw this fucking thing. There's no way I could <laughs> like this movie. No exactly. one can like this movie. If anyone were to like this movie, it would be you. No, so, come on now. I did. I want to talk about the article a little bit. I want to talk about the person that did like this movie. <laughs> because it brought up a really interesting point. Um, they got something very deep and meaningful out of this movie that I support, but did not experience. Okay. Um, they talked a lot about how they... They did something really interesting and made a relevant movie uh, for like 2021 or 2020, I guess, was when the article came out um, about like fandom culture um, and, and explore like letting your love of something blur that line between how you perceive the world and what is actually happening. Uh, this is and this is something that I read too in some of the reviews that I, after I had done the rewatch where the ending is kind of intended to have this, um, the ending essentially is supposed to say that they were experiencing something that did not happen because they had loved the Blair Witch Project so much, which I, (laughs) that's phrasing it kind of stupidly, but like, I, I do think there is a point in there somewhere about fandom culture that would be relevant to, today but just the execution on it is so like i didn't get that and if i had never read this article i don't think i ever would have gotten to that conclusion on my own like they got that from this piece of shit they got that from this (laughs) piece of shit and it's like i'm almost jealous because that's like that's such a profound thing to have in a movie that was this um and i was like I was reading the article and I was like, I want to see the movie that they saw because this sounds like a good movie. Like, I wasn't opposed to any of the things that the article said, but then, like, watching the movie was just, I, I didn't have that experience. <laughs> yeah. Like, I, um, 
Yeah, I don't know. I, I I don't see. I didn't get that at all from this movie. Um, but I mean, I guess it's there, sort of. Um, but I, I don't. Know. I don't even know if that's intentional. I. <laughs> I guess maybe that was if if you look at that as the point, it is a little bit better. Maybe the concept is better. I don't know. The movie doesn't get any better. But no. <laughs> like I, it's kind of a cool concept. I think where just like you love something so much that you stop being able to see, and that that was kind of one of the things they talked about. They they pulled up a line from it, um, where the film film can lie, but footage can't. And it was like, and and they said that that was kind of the thing. The narrative was the main source of the film where we're being lied to by what the characters perceive. But then the footage that they take is all what actually happened. And they're killing themselves over their fascination with this movie and the idea that something paranormal is happening to them. And and I think that dichotomy would make a really interesting story, but it it pains me that that's not what I watched. Yeah, I was going to say... I don't know if that was the story that they were trying to tell. They missed. They did a really, really shit job of telling it because I didn't get any of that at all. I mean, I can kind of see it, but I don't know. That feel it feels um, that to me almost feels like somebody looking for something that's not there. Yeah, that's <laughs> yeah. He's not wrong. Yeah, you know, I I don't know if any true explanation was ever given by anybody. I, I mean, stuff like that. I really, truly think there's just people sitting there telling you what they think happened. Like, I don't, I don't feel like there's any real context there. I, I don't under what. Here's the real question: Why did they go away from found footage? Why? Why would they do that? Um, I don't. I mean, honestly, I didn't hate the decision to go away from found footage. That was my least of the least of my problems with this movie. You know, I, I mean, if I were going to give this movie and the filmmakers credit for anything, it would be for trying to do something different Mm-mm. than the original, because it would have been easy to just make another movie about a group of kids going out to find the spot where the first group of kids got murdered and get lost in the woods and do the same thing over again. They decided not to do that. Um, and I, I honestly don't think that that was a terrible decision. I think what they did was a terrible decision, <laughs> um, probably a series of them. But I, I don't think that that getting away from the found footage was necessarily a terrible decision. See, I don't know, man, because you got to remember, too. I mean, I know there was found footage movies before Blair Witch. I'm well aware. But th- this was this put it on the map. I mean, who knows if we would have paranormal activity and stuff. Don't don't say it. Without the, <laughs> without the Blair Witch franchise, or I don't even want to call it a franchise. The movie we would have never gotten that fucking pool cleaner. Oh my god, can you imagine? And with the pool cleaner, <laughs> fuck that pool cleaner. Anyway, god damn it. You know, it, it's like I I don't know. I, I guess I could see maybe they you know he's doing something different. I understand, but like, are you allowed to? You know, like when you are when you are so big, the wave of found footage we got after Blair Witch, holy shit! Like there was so much of it, and I just don't know if you should really go. Like that's what brought you to the dance, and it it was so big. Like I think it would have been a cool thing to see 
okay, the real found footage movies are back. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't know. I mean, Maybe. I, I don't hate that decision. I really don't. It would have been better than this. Well, anything would have been better than this. <laughs> yeah. Jesus Christ. Uh, um, I ended up pulling it up uh, just because I, I felt bad that I didn't have the reference for it. It's a... It's an article from Observer uh, by Rafael Matamayor Fuck him. Uh, called Book of Shadows, Blair Witch 2 is better than it gets any credit for. Fuck him. And I, the line <laughs> that I wanted to bring your attention to, which, uh, like all good lines to make Mikey happy, starts with, like Scream. Oh, Book hell. of Shadows is interested in exploring how fandom quickly becomes fanaticism as the characters get so committed to their own beliefs in the Blair Witch or the paranormal that it obscures how they interpret reality. Uh, this was Berlinger's main goal with Book of Shadows, stemming from the director's disgust over the first film's blurring of fiction and fact. In the audio commentary, uh, he explains that it was inspired by the lazy consumption of media and how readily the public is willing to accept that something shot on video is real. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on. <laughs> Before we go any further, hang on. Can we leave Scream alone? All right, everybody? Can we just leave Scream the fuck alone? I just, I just wanted to say it's... <laughs> I understand. I, I'm not mad at you, Kat, even though I have reason to be on this topic, but I'm not mad at you right now. Can we all just leave fucking Scream alone? Every time something does something different, it doesn't have to be fucking labeled to Scream. Like right? Scream. <laughs> no. I refuse. No. Stop. With fucking leave Scream. Scream had nothing to do with this. Do not bother Scream with this, okay? God damn it. Do you want me to start comparing things to Cabin in the Woods instead? <laughs> this is a lot closer to Cabin in the Woods. Like, like Cabin in the Woods, Scream is a satirical take on the horror genre while still having a loving appreciation. <laughs> what did I do to you, Kat? I'm sorry. But yeah, I just, I, I read this article and I've actually read it a couple times this evening before recording this. I'm just amazed that someone got this deep of a message out of Book of Shadows. Yeah, uh, yeah I don't, I mean. I'm, I'm fascinated with this I, I article. See, like. <laughs> The fact that when you point it out, I can see it. But again, I, I feel like it's somebody stretching to find something that's maybe I not would have there. had to watch this so many times before I came up with anything that deep to say yeah. about Book of Shadows. <laughs> like... I can't imagine ever watching this fucking thing again. I would rather have sat in my chair and stared at my television turned off. <laughs> Just blank screen for 90 minutes than watch this thing. I oh, could have easy. come up with a better movie in my head, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Just ridiculously bad. I don't know what they were thinking, man. And something as powerful as Blair Witch. And I, maybe it's just me, because, you know, I, I'm a, well, technically I'm a 90s guy. I was born in 89, but, you know, I've, I grew up in the 90s. And this movie was, a, like, it, it was for me. Like, I was the demo, well, I might have been a little young, but. You get the point. Like it, th this was my time, and damn it, man! Like why? Why they have to do this to this movie? Like this movie did. This, Blair Witch One did absolutely nothing to fucking deserve this. What a shame! Yeah, it is uh, not a worthy sequel. That is for sure. No, no. Um, and we we one of the other things I wanted to talk about just a little bit. You kind of touched on it when you were talking about how one dimensional all the characters were. But I wanted to talk about the Wiccan character. Oh. Uh, did you know she's a witch? She's a witch. <laughs> uh, did you know that I actually uh, used to be a witch and uh, was a little be. bit offended 
it this made me want to rejoin the religion just so that I could be more accurately offended now. I don't first of all, I've never met uh anyone that and to be fair, uh like any religion, there are people who are like overzealous about being a Wiccan. I don't think I've ever met anyone that annoying about it, like, <laughs> uh, where that's just their entire personality trait. Um, that was really bad. There was also, she has a comment in there about being, uh, about how, like, the Blair Witch Project has given such a bad name to witches. And then she does that exact same thing, <laughs> not only by talking about it constantly, by getting basic facts wrong. Uh, by just tossing out random Wiccan terminology with no rhyme or reason that someone that, like me, uh, having not studied in several years, I've not participated in this, but it's like I, I was calling out bullshit from like a mile away, just very basic knowledge. Um, and then she did she did make an accurate case that uh, witches that like Wiccans have the do no harm uh, in their creed, but it's, it came back, first of all, it very quickly turned into a karmic threat, and then also, there is, like, that whole nonsense, she goes on this whole spiel about it, and then she ends up participating in the, like, naked sex cult ritual, and it's like, what the hell was the message here? Like, <laughs> yeah, what? I, just, just real quick, I think you're confusing doctors and witches. Doctors do no harm, cat. <laughs> Uh, no, it's it's part of the Wiccan creed, and it. I had that in my notes um, about the weird orgy thing, but my take on it was a bit different. My take was: imagine participating in a crazy orgy in the woods and then blacking out and having no memory of it. That was. <laughs> oh, that'd be a heartbreak. Yeah, that's yeah. fucked up. Yeah, yeah and then no, you found no, out no. later, and you're like, "What? I don't remember any of that. What the fuck? An entire orgy, and I didn't know yeah. about it. God, yeah. that's <laughs> the horror and all this. Yeah. That's the scary yeah. part. That is. That's the really scary. That's the scariest part of this movie." And that fucking tree. Yeah, the fucking tree. That they that they talked about twice. There were two scenes around the tree in this fucking movie. You know, I do want to point something out though. And this is for every single person, Cam Counselor, Greg, you included, that give the original Blair Witch Project shit for the ending. Because I'm tired <laughs> of hearing about the fucking ending of that movie and everyone's shitting all over it. This movie right here is why they didn't show you anything. This is why. Yeah. Because it, no matter what, they, like, dude, this was terrible. This was absolutely fucking awful. I would counter with the reason why they didn't show you anything is that the budget for that was two sticks of gum and the power of prayer. Yeah, $300,000. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah, $300,000 was the budget for that movie. It, it, that that's not a lot of money to make a movie by any means at all man mm -hmm. it's not so dude they were smart nothing they could have done they had hold on where the fuck is it 1.5 million dollars 1.5 million dollars for this movie Blair Witch Project 2 and that's mm -hmm. what they did. And they that, showed us way too it much. They all should went have, to eye makeup. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> they should have Good showed Lord. us absolutely nothing. You know what I mean? Like, they shouldn't have even shown us this movie. No, they shouldn't have. <laughs> and But that's that's my point, though, man. Like everyone was bitching. Nothing they could have done, even if they did a phenomenal job on whatever they showed you. Just say, for instance, it was. 
you, what's in your imagination's worse, you know, and yeah. show not showing this sometimes is a great thing. And this is an example of it. If they would have, if that movie would have went the way it went, and then you see the ending and it looked fucking awful like it did in this movie, uh, $1.2 million less fucking money, what, what would people be saying? They'd be saying a lot worse about that. Yeah. Christ. So, yeah, the great experiment of going back and, and reevaluating this film and seeing whether it was really uh, unfairly, harshly judged as uh, a giant mm-hmm. failure. Uh, this movie is just as bad, if not worse, than you it's remember worse. it. And yeah. uh, I do not recommend anyone go back to rewatch this thing. I don't care what you read on the Internet. I don't care uh, what your friends say. As a matter of fact, if your friends tell you that this is a better movie than you remember and you need to rewatch it, immediately get new friends you need new friends yeah Yeah. (laughs) immediately get rid of those friends and find new ones because they are not looking out for your best interests so wait a minute what what if you're what would you do if your co-host makes you watch (laughs) the fucking thing again do we need to get a new co-host now no you get him a trophy for what Um... (laughs) for being awesome (laughs) like okay i understand you you called it an experiment and you wanted to see what it was. Why the fuck do you make us watch it? Because <laughs> I don't want to be alone in it. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I, this is the bonding episode. We <laughs> Not the one we asked for, but definitely the one we deserve. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This is it. We shit all over this thing together in harmony. Yeah, it's... Um, th- th- there's nothing redeemable about this movie at all. It also... This is something that people say a lot about horror movies that I've never experienced until today. It made me motion sick. Um, And that's something that people have said about Blair Witch. It's something people say about, like, Cloverfield. It's... I, But I just... I've never experienced it until today. Like, I, I got I kind of a headache watching this. Really? I didn't have any problems with it. it. It got better later on, but in the beginning, like, they were switching between cameras a lot and all of the cameras were shaky and just the editing on it made me kind of like of course i've also been sick all week but it made me kind of queasy i didn't like it um, was the editing done by a an intern by, <laughs> it must have been maybe you didn't have a certificate yet <laughs> <laughs> oh lord i don't know man i don't fucking know you know one thing one thing i'll i'll, sh- I'll, I'll shine a bead of light a bead very small okay uh, with about 20 minutes about 22 minutes to be somewhat exact left in this movie they they kind of sort of a little bit gave you that feel of the witch really breaking them down mentally <laughs> she's in their head they're losing their mind reality's all over the place and that's what the Blair Witch was. You know, like, I don't know what all this other bullshit they were throwing around was. Oh, shit, I got to sneeze. <laughs> oh, fuck. Damn. Yeah. Anyway. Um, so that that's what the, the Blair Witch was. And that's what it should have been. They, they kind of, why, why are we just feeling that with 20 minutes left? You yeah. Know, like, what the fuck? Yeah. They got it there, though. I just looked up the director for oh, this movie who's that son of a bitch uh joe berlinger i guess is his name so um this was his first feature film um it shows. Two- <laughs> came out yeah, came out in 2000 
After that, he made, a, it looks like, a series of documentaries and did not make another narrative film until 2019. What was it? Yeah, actually, a very good movie. Extremely That's... Wicked, shock, Shockingly Evil, and Vile. Extremely wicked, shockingly evil, yeah, no. and vile. I know, and you—that's real. You've seen that? Yeah. yeah, that's real. Yeah, it's a good movie, and it is actually pretty good. Yeah, I mean, I have some problems with it, but um, overall, I would say it's a very good movie. I would never say it's good just because of that. <laughs> I won't do it. <laughs> Although he did also co-direct a, a documentary that's really good called Brothers Keeper. Nope. <laughs> nope. I'm gonna do it. All right. Mm -hmm. um, oh, and he worked on the Paradise Lost films. He's, he's done some stuff. They're just all documentary stuff. <laughs> he's done some shit, all right. Yeah. I think it's really funny that he ended up doing so many good documentary stuff after he entirely ignored the documentary style premise for. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right? He should have stuck with that, right? Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. It's... So, anyway, uh, the idea was to go back and revisit this movie. And I actually, after seeing so many people over. And it was a fairly short span of time where I saw these uh, comments about this movie over the, you know, uh, a couple of weeks. I saw uh, not a ton of people mention this movie, but enough for me to go, what the hell's going on with Blair Witch 2? Why are people talking about that? I have learned a lesson, and that is that uh, I was right all along. Most people are stupid. Uh, why did it take you to watch this thing again for you to learn that lesson? That's the real question. <laughs> I told you that when you brought it up. We could have saved ourselves an hour and a half. Listen, I brought this movie up. You guys could have vetoed it at any time. You were both on board. Yeah, that's a little bit on us. <laughs> I bring up movies every week that get vetoed. You sure do. You brought up movies after that that got vetoed. <laughs> Jesus Christ, man. I, I don't know, man. I really don't know. Uh, to, to, to the towards the end the goth girl she had like that x cut on her shoulder uh -huh. it got it got to the point where it looked like someone just wrote an x with a red marker on her shoulder i swear to god <laughs> that's how bad this was well they were running out of money they yeah. spent all the money on eye makeup and had to come up with something <laughs> they got some of that. and wicked got, ale yeah. yeah yeah they got some red eye makeup fucking <laughs> christ man oh my god um, I'm trying to look through my notes. I, I think we've talked about almost everything that I had there. I do have a lot of quotes that I don't even remember. I think I just wanted to talk about the delivery of certain lines. Um, and how awful they were. And how awful they were. Yeah. It, I, I have a lot of things that like don't make sense out of context. Uh, like, where the fuck are my cameras? I imagine was said really badly. Uh, someone actually said twerp, apparently, <laughs> according to my notes. <laughs> Um, and then I did the the only other one that really got me is at the end, multiple characters got stuck in the loop of just saying, I didn't do that. And it annoyed yeah. the fuck out of me. Yeah. Like, yeah, they did show that. I didn't do that. I didn't do that. <laughs> yeah, they did. Uh, they did show that all sort of together because they all sort of got the reveal at the same time of what actually happened. Yeah. And so they all said they didn't do that. Um Multiple times. They each said yeah. it more than once. <laughs> yeah, but the, the one guy really summed up the movie with the final <laughs> line being, this is fucking bullshit. <laughs> nah. You are right, sir. I sat here for 90 minutes thinking the exact same damn thing. <laughs> mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, mm -hmm. I mean, normally when a movie has issues, I can say, well, you know, uh, here's how I would have fixed it. 
you know, or, or something along those lines. I got nothing for this movie. I, there's no way to fix it. The only way you could have fixed this was by taking the film out of the camera and burning it. <laughs> He's not wrong. I don't know. You could have let the article writer take a crack at it. He seemed to <laughs> yeah, <laughs> know what yeah. it was about. Yeah, he seemed to really feel like there was something there. Um, I didn't see it. I didn't get any of that. No. Like I said, I, I did get some themes or ideas that they sort of set up, but then never pursued or paid off at all. Um, that could have made it maybe, maybe interesting, but I don't know. Maybe. Um yeah, this was just all around. Acting was terrible. The music was terrible. Um, it wasn't shot particularly well. It, you know, the story was a mess. It was convoluted fucking nightmare. The characters were all just given, a, you know, a, a card that said, you're the witch, you're the psychic, <laughs> you're the guy from Burn Notice, go act. It, it, just bad. Just a terrible movie. And you made us watch it. I did. Mm -mm. I did. And I'm sort of proud of that. <laughs> That's fucked up. That's real messed up right there. You should be ashamed. I do think this is the worst one that we've seen since I've joined by by a mm. long shot. By a long shot. Bad CGI Sharks was worse. No. No. Yeah. No. How dare you? Yeah. And that says that shows you how much I hate that damn movie. I don't understand you. No, yep, that's worse. I said it. Are you taking it back? Oh, man, idiot is crying into his blazer. He'll be all right. <laughs> Can we do a portnoy on this? I'm done. I'm, I feel yeah. better. I got it all. Yeah, out. I got. I got nothing else to say about this thing unless you just want me to keep repeating. It's awful. It's awful. It's <laughs> awful. Um. Well, my portnoy. Who? Uh. By the way, uh, Davy Portnoy from Barstool got unsuspended on Twitter. That's a beautiful thing. Uh. <laughs> Our portnoy, my portnoy for this is a one point two, and I wow. mean that. All right. Yeah, yeah. With, with with the coming off of a movie as iconic as the Blair Witch, give me a fucking break, man. I've seen sequels not measure up, and I get it. And we've had bad. Nightmare on Elm Street was not a good sequel. Nightmare on Elm Street two, not a good movie at all. Terrible no, no. movie. It ain't a one point two. It didn't do this. At least it makes sense. Right, right. They turned Freddy Krueger into like a, uh, I don't even know, like a fucking chicken with a claw. Like <laughs> I don't understand. One point, one point two. I'm dead ass serious too. All right, one point two. Yeah, Jesus, mm -hmm. that that's got to be the lowest one ever given. Easily, yeah, deserves every bit of it. All right, um, I'm not gonna go quite that low. I mean it, but uh. I am going to go low. Uh, I am going to give this one a 2.3, hmm. which may be generous, but <laughs> that's, what that's what I'm going with. Uh, 2.3 2 from me. Kat, what do you got? I, I'm going for a 2, for like a flat 2. I... I like to think that if something I, I, I want to have just a little bit of room to go lower in case something ever actively offends me or like um, if something offends me, if I feel really uncomfortable watching something in a bad way, as opposed to just being scared, like I, I want there to be a little bit of wiggle room, uh, but I really can't think of anything that it could have actually done worse. I feel like a two is generous. It's very generous. All right. Um... 
So I have to report that this movie is not slasher radio approved. <laughs> oh no! It did not meet the seven point five threshold. It has a, uh, a an average score of one point eight. There we go. That's too high, but all right. Uh, um, this movie did offend me, by the way. Like it really, like it, like I said, Blair Witch is a big movie to me. Is it too late to back up? Because I the, the weekend thing did kind of offend me a little bit. It's not go. like mildly, like like not enough that I'm actively angry about it, but enough that I was annoyed. I I think maybe it it gets a couple percentages off for that. I'm I'm moving down to like a one point eight. I think beautiful. All right, beautiful. I forgot that I was actually literally <laughs> offended during this movie. Yeah. Um. It was a piece of shit. No, I'm blaming. I get offended by pieces of shit. Yeah, but I, this the most to me the most offensive thing is that they call this a movie. <laughs> that they called it Blair Witch. Um, I don't. Yeah. Not only did they call it a movie, they called it the Blair Witch Project. They, oh, they called it. No, I'm so glad that you brought that up. It's called Book of Shadows. Where the fuck is the Book of Shadows in this movie? Yeah. It's just like yeah. a cool witch term that they picked up. Yeah, good point. Like There's fucking a... Wittershins. I, like... didn't, I didn't see a book. I didn't see a shadow. I didn't see anything. Yeah. Nothing. Yeah. And you're right. Yeah, when they said uh, winter shits or whatever, I was <laughs> like, all right, I don't know what that is, but I'm sure they'll explain it. <laughs> Nothing. Oh, no. Yeah, I don't know what the hell that is. They almost got away with that fucking title, these son of a bitches. That's a good point, guy. Yeah. Yeah. And it's and that wasn't like the parenthetical either. Like it wasn't called the Blair Witch Two Book of Shadows. It was fucking called Book of Shadows colon the Blair Witch Project Two. Yeah. Awful. Fucking Christ! They got one point five. It's it's sinking. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. This is the first time it's changed twice. Wow. Cat's gonna Cat's gonna give out the first ever negative rating if we yeah. keep talking. Yeah, we've got to wrap it up before I'm in like the negatives here. We could do that. That would be bad. <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah. Thanks a lot, Rob. I'm glad I could uh, give us this bonding experience, guys. You know what's fucked up, Cat, the most out of everything else? Huh? He made us watch it. He could have made fucking Ghost watch it, <laughs> but he made us watch it. Yeah. So no, no, Rob. Why did Ghost All not right. have to watch this? I made Ghost watch The Invisible Man. What I, we, the Invisible Man is good. She didn't like it, but it's good. Yeah, make and, her watch this. She'll stop complaining oh, no, about no, the no, Invisible no, Man. No, 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 no. It no, worked no. on Mikey. <laughs> you have no idea what I've got planned for her. Uh-oh. Uh oh. We are actually doing an episode this week of movies that we hate, where we each picked a terrible oh, no. movie to make the other one watch. Oh no. And she thinks I'm playing around, but I picked Veronica. Oh Ooh. no. Uh huh. <laughs> Why'd you do that there? She uh-huh. did tell me you guys were doing that. I told her to pick rubber. Yeah. <laughs> and then, and but I, he's just going to have fun watching. Yeah, I would have enjoyed the hell out of that. That's what she said. She's like, yeah. it's not even going to hurt him because he's going to like it. I don't even remember what movie she picked. I got it written down somewhere. It's <laughs> something I never even heard of. Uh, so, See, and, and again, I just want to point out further to my point of why you bring that bullshit over here. I don't <laughs> never understand. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, let's let's do Veronica next week, guys. <laughs> it, it won't It'll be, be a bonding experience. It won't mm. be worse than um, <laughs> Maybe. Mm. It's bad. I mean, I've seen some movies that'll destroy your love of movies. I I might have to lo- move this back up to a one point eight just in case we do <laughs> Veronica. <'cause... laughs> Holy shit! All right. Well, 
Thank God that's done and over with. And Nesto, yeah. man, what the fuck? Nesto. Yeah, he's, he likes yeah. it. He's, we he's didn't talk it. about that. Nesto, are you okay? Yeah. <laughs> did you get, did Rob Jer get a hold of you too, Nesto? Have you seen this recently? <laughs> did you write an article for Observer? <laughs> <laughs> he compared it to Bliss, which I found just, that offended me more than anything in the movie, because Bliss is amazing. Huh. He's a weird dude. He like he'll he'll be so on point, so like and I'm talking on point. Like Nesto knows his shit, man. I look mm-hmm. at that and go, yeah, man, hell yeah, Nesto. I know, and then and then out of nowhere he'll agree with Mikey. I'm like, what the fuck? Oh no, come on! <laughs> I see what I did there. Damn gotcha. you! Which, uh, by the way, Nesto, uh, our uh, uh, the Lord Humphrey uh, soapbox, he called it, whatever it is, network thing. Uh, Nesto picked a leprechaun from our last uh, versus episode. So I know, I know, he's not always right. We talked about that. Well, I am glad this is over, guys. Please let us know what you think of this thing. There's no way you guys could possibly think this is good other than Nesto. Uh, and be sure to check us out at slasherradio.com where you can check out all our articles, interviews, episodes. Uh, you can also check out a link to our Patreon on there patreon.com forward slash slash radio uh i forget i forget the exact number but the the easter egg last week was long so was it? yeah it was it was hmm. a good amount i don't know i don't i don't get the easter eggs anymore because i don't pay for the show you could log into the patreon I, I'm not I don't, it's, it's so confusing <laughs> i don't know how it works oh my oh, i forgot God. to do our movie reveal i just i didn't want to subject people to this yeah unbelievable cat <laughs> I know. I, I'll post it now. <laughs> Poor guys. Oh. I'm sorry in advance to our patrons. No one's <laughs> going to go watch this because we are. Trust me. Right. <laughs> Take a look at this and go, yeah, okay. Fuck yeah. off! Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, guys, our Patreon starts at 75 cents a week. We do watch-alongs. We do commentary tracks. Rob has a whole other network that he has podcasts on. It's it's really good stuff, and you got to support indie horror. That's what it's all about. Seventy five cents a week. That's you know very little to support us and get some extra content. Yeah, lots of extra content. Yeah, yeah. It's and it's good. all part of the Lord Humphrey Audio Entertainment Network, so you know it's quality. I like the Rob Humphrey soapbox network. No, I don't that, like. Yeah. I did not care for that. <laughs> yeah, good job on that one, Nesto. Mm-hmm. That almost got Nesto kicked out of the tracksuit club. <laughs> what do I gotta do to kick out of that fucking club? Nothing. You're charter member. Oh, lucky me. Lifetime membership. Great. Uh, yeah. So guys, go check us out on all that, and make sure you. What the hell? Oh, uh, I'm at Mikey's Dead on Twitter. Leave me alone. <laughs> That's my line. <laughs> yeah. Long time after this. Uh, Rob, where are you at? I'm on Twitter at Radio Rob One Two Three. You can also listen to my other show, This Horror Life, wherever you are listening to Slasher Radio, where I will be making Ghost watch Veronica. <laughs> so mean. Lucky Ghost. Maybe the meanest thing I've ever done. I yeah. <laughs> no. And you made me watch Book of Shadows this week. <laughs> yeah. What the fuck, man? You don't gotta torture us. Cat, <laughs> where are they finding you? You can find me on Twitter at cat underscore velour, V-O-L-E-U-R. You can also check out the horror channel that I write for on YouTube, Blood Binge. There you go, guys. Uh, Be sure to come check us out next week. Subscribe wherever you're listening to this. It helps us out a lot. Good night from Slasher Radio. All the best with Slasher Radio podcast.